and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week on the other end is my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, how goes it? Yeah, Mike. First of all, before we start the show, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. As well as you. Thank you very much. Um, WWE has lost two of their mainstays uh, in the last two days. Referees Tim White and Dave Hebner have both passed away. Um, they've been in WWE for many, many years. For most of you people who don't remember or do remember, Dave Hebner was part of the referee switch in the title match between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. As Earl Hebner, his twin brother, started the match. And then Dave Hebner somehow snuck his way in there and made the three count. And Andre the Giant ended up winning the title. That was on a, a TV episode. And it was very controversial with Ted DiBiase and Virgil and everybody else was involved. Yeah, but when, when, you so, made, when you made that comment um, earlier... I thought you were referencing Tim White when you said he was Andre the Giant Handler for many years. Yeah, he was the guy that, you know, had Andre. He was the one that did all Andre's booking arrangements and, and did all his handling of his matches and oh. and getting him from place to place and show to show and everything. But he was also a very good referee. Oh, but it was so, Dave Hedmer that was involved in the Andre the Giant match? Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yes. So to show our, our respects to Dave Hebner and Tim White, we will give a 10-bell salute. We're going to do a double 10-bell salute. So. All righty. One for each, correct? Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Wrong button. Sorry about that, folks. All right. Here. Now we're going to do it. Tim White had died. Um, I don't know under what circumstances either one of them passed away from. I'll be honest with you. I I, I didn't do uh, my due diligence and look into it. Um, I know Tim White, I believe he was only 68, which is, you know, rather young considering. Uh, yeah. Once again, I don't know how sick he was or if it was what type of illness it could have been. Um, same thing with Dave Hebner, but yeah, my... Uh, Thoughts and prayers do go out with their uh, family and close friends. Yes, I do know Dave Hefner was suffering from Parkinson's. And um, that is a nasty illness. And, um, you know, may they both rest in peace. So, Friday Night Smackdown's in the books. What do you think, Greg? Um, disappointing. Disappointing. That that's, I mean, for some of the matches, what we got, it was okay, but overall, well, I don't want to say overall disappointing. I'm going to say the beginning and the ending were very disappointing, and then the rest of the show was was good. Okay, I thought the ending, the final match. We'll get into that when we talk about the matches, but. 
in my opinion, I thought that was the best match on the card. Well, and, but uh, that 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 wasn't the ending. Oh, that wasn't the ending. Okay. I didn't say the last match. I said the ending. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, the ending. Okay, yep. And uh, I got you. But yeah, I mean, I I was kind of disappointed in that too. I mean, some of the matches were okay. You know, some of them I was you know interested in watching from beginning to end. But some of them, you know, I when they started, I couldn't wait. Really couldn't wait for them to end. So I yep. mean, I. I was kind of disappointed after the last SmackDown that they had last week. I thought they were going to, you know, probably equal that or better it, but they really didn't in my eyes. Well, we'll, we'll go through the matches and then we'll, come, you know, come to determination at the end. Um, yep. I mean, I'm not going to say that of a 120-minute show, four minutes made this show an F. I'm not going to say that. Right. So... Whenever you're ready, we can get started talking about the matches and the promos. All right, well, um, I mean, you let me start for Raw, so you can start. Mr. McMahon kicked kicked off SmackDown. Highly, highly, highly disappointed. I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting to come out and... You know, say he was stepping down as CEO and he was going to introduce Stephanie as the new CEO. Didn't happen. Um, he came out and, you know, said those four phrases. Now, then, forever, together. Welcome to SmackDown. Off he went. That didn't uh, that didn't do it for me. I mean, I was the anticipation of Vince coming out and saying what I thought he was going to say. Never even mentioned it. I gave it a D minus. Oh, okay. Well, that was a good grade. Um, the hype of Vince McMahon opening up SmackDown was huge. Um, it showed in the ratings. Um, his just coming out, and once again, it was it was issued that he was coming out in character as Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, yes. I guess the Mr. McMahon character, they, I don't, I don't remember, I don't think, I'm pretty sure they didn't show the graphic of Mr. McMahon coming out where it would have said CEO and chairman of the board underneath it, they didn't do anything like that, he just walked out, um, like you, like you said, said that one minute, tossed the microphone, um, proved to me that he is a pompous prick that thinks he is untouchable. Um, and he did no wrong. Um, and I gave it an F minus. I mean, the lowest grade you could possibly give zero, um, on the grade scale. Absolutely, horribly stupid. Yep. After that, we then had, um, well, one other thing I will say is I was, I don't know about you, but I was... Pretty surprised as to the loud pop. Yeah, you did hear booze in there, but the crowd cheered for him a lot more than I thought they were going to cheer for him coming out. Um, so that's just one other little anecdote. Then after that, we had Riddle um, coming into the ring with his promo, and I, I understand the loss of Randy Orton for probably the the rest of the calendar year and then possibly for his career is huge. But Jesus, for the love of God, every time Riddle talks, it's like it just happened yesterday. No, this happened right. three or four weeks ago. Okay, we get it. Randy's your best friend. He's your tag team partner. You wish him well. Ah, oh, just... Sh- I'm sorry, but just shut up about it and move on. I mean... The promo was okay, but... I'm tired of him focusing his promos on him being upset that his best friend and tag team partner, Randy Orton, isn't there. I gave it a C minus. 
Okay. Um, I, I definitely agree with the grade. That's exactly the same grade I gave it. Uh, Riddle is getting much better on the mic, but when he comes out on the mic and starts doing promos, he needs to start talking about wrestling. Stop talking about Randy. You know, talk about a match coming up that you got or the match that you're involved in or whatever. You know, like you said, we get it. Randy Orton's going to be gone, you know. Looks like the whole calendar year. His career might be over. But, you know, when does WWE say, hey, you know, that, that's enough. We understand. We get it. If he comes back, that'll be awesome. If he doesn't come back, well, then we'll have to, you know, do the rest of our WWE programming and the rest of our WWE lives without Randy Orton. Yeah, cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, I, uh, I gave it a C-minus as well. Okay. Um, after that, we had the, um, the last laugh match between Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. You're up. Okay, I actually, I actually thought this was a pretty good match. Um, Madcap Moss's skills in the ring have improved since he got away from Corbin, since he got away from that goofy gimmick of his, and can actually show what he can do in the ring. You know, he's... He's a talented wrestler. He's, you know, he, you can tell, obviously, he spends a lot of time in the gym. He's pretty well cut. Um, got some decent wrestling skills. And, you know, he beat, I didn't realize that Baron Corbin is six foot eight. I didn't realize he was actually that tall. Yeah, either did I. And, I'll be yeah, honest with and, you. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Corbin, he's a former champion, former Money in the Bank winner. He's, he's no walk in the park. You beat Baron Corbin, you, you beat a good wrestler. And Madcap Moss, you know, he got the win. Kudos to him. I gave the match a C plus. A C plus. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, it was definitely a a better match um, than I've seen from them. I mean, the no holds barred, whatever it was, match. You know, without being said, um, those are always good matches because you can bring a lot of things. But this was just straight up match. I don't know what the last laugh had to do with it, other than maybe that was going to be the last time we see the two of these in the ring together. Um, so once that was stated, you knew there was no way. I mean, I didn't think there was a way Corbin was going to win. Um, and then he took the loss. Um, and then... So the match part of it... <clears throat> I mean, I'll, I'll give a C-plus to as well. But then we had the interaction between Corbin and Pat McAfee afterwards, which, ah, I, I mean, you posed a question to me um, <clears throat> in, in a show meeting the other day as to whether I thought this was going to lead to a feud between the two of them. And I jokingly said, yeah, we're going to see Corbin and McAfee at SummerSlam. I, I hope not. I mean, not that not that I don't think Pat McAfee would do another great job in the ring like he did against Theory, and he's not going to make a fool of himself. He's going to be competitive. He's athletic. But there are so many other worthy people that you could put on a SummerSlam card than having Corbin go against Pat McAfee. Um, yeah. But... You know, like I, I'll give the whole thing overall. If you throw that at the tail end, I'll knock it down a portion of a grade to a straight up C. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing with me, including the promo. Straight up C as well. Because, you know, like I said to you in the meeting, I just hope we don't see this Corbin and McAfee. Because, you know, McAfee does a great job at the table behind the mic. Right. We don't need to, we don't need to see him getting in the ring and, now, I'm sure he'll do okay. I'm sure he'll hold his own, but, you know, keep him where he belongs, behind the mic. Right. After that, we had a useless, senseless tag team match um, between the New Day and Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Um, I mean, what can you, I mean, what, what really can you say about this match, um, except for how far the New, ha the New Day has... Um, falling down the ladder of the roster that they're in a tag team match with 
these guys. Um, and the turning point in the match was Xavier Woods playing a few notes on the trombone, making Shanky dance, and then causing a distraction and Jinder Mahal getting a cheap roll-up. Um, absolutely horrible. I, I, The New Day misses Big E so much. Even if the New Day was separated, they really, really... Once Big E went down, it seems to me like the New Day has just been plummeting. Um, and maybe it is time for, you know, let the Viking Raiders take a prominent role and let Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston go their separate ways as, as singles competitors. Maybe even split them on brands and see what they can do then. Um, I gave it a D. Yep, absolutely. Same exact grade I gave it. Um, really could have done without the match. I mean, like you said, you know, the New Day just seems to have lost their way since Big E went down. Uh, at one point, you know, during the match, I believe it was Michael Cole that said he considers the New Day still the greatest tag team ever in WWE. Well, yeah, but that was when Big E was with them. And as far as, you know, them going their separate ways and splitting them up and having singles runs, I, I, I don't see that not happening. I mean, I believe that, you know, they would do okay in singles runs. I mean, when Kofi was a singles wrestler at one point, he had the match against Daniel Bryan. He won the title. And um, Shut up. So, huh? Shut up with that. <laughs> so he, uh, so I just, and the thing with Shank, I mean, I don't see Jinder Mahal and Shanky staying together much longer. I, I'm, I'm expecting a split from them pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. But I think if Shanky got the right... No, please don't. I don't want to say don't. coaching. Please don't. But what? I think if he if he got the right coaching, he might be a force to reckon with. Oh, uh, what what in in Shanky's arsenal makes you think that? Well, first of all, his size. So what? We've seen big people. The great Kali had big size, and he was a disgrace. I, I mean, yeah, the great Kali could barely move too. Well. So this guy, no, he danced just like Shanky. I just, I see absolutely nothing in Shanky other than him being a big man used as a joke, like Vince McMahon loves to do with his big men. Okay, but I did give it a D. Okay, um, we did also have a promo there um, that Natalia cut on her match with Ronda Rousey. Um, I, I mean... If you want to give it a grade, I mean, it, it was Natalia making herself out to being the boat. And, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't I really, hate it, didn't I like really it, didn't love that. it, didn't care about it. Right, same thing with me. I mean, I really didn't pay too much attention to it. So, as far as the grade goes, I'm really not even going to give one. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Adam Pierce in the ring with both Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Um, discussing which gentleman was going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm, I'm kind of glad that he made the decision he made. I mean, you know, both guys um, really went at each other during the match. Uh, it was it was a hard hitting match. It was very physical. It was an, you know, it was a match. It's a match. I would, huh? When what match? Well, when they. When they had their qualifying match and they both got disqualified. Oh, last really week. Didn't. Okay. All right. Right. And uh, and that's what led up to Adam Pearce making the decision. Putting the both of them in the Money in the Bank ladder match, I think, is a is a good idea. Um, I'm not ex I'm not expecting either one of them to win, but it's going to be a it's going to be good to see the two of them in the ring. But overall, I gave I gave the whole thing a C minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, C minus to me was a little bit, well, a little bit higher than I would give it. I'd give it a D plus. Um, if you were just going to wind up putting both men in, why did we have a match last week? <clears throat> and why haven't both come out to the ring? And I, I just, 
I, I'd rather would have almost rather would have seen him in squash matches against people that you know weren't going to be in the, the Money in the Bank ladder match. You know, one last week, one this week, and have them both in. Um, you know, put you know Drew McIntyre against Sami Zayn to qualify. Um, Sheamus against uh, I, I don't know Drew Gulak to. I'd rather have seen that than, than what they wanted giving me. Um, so I'm going to give it a D plus. All right. After that, we then went to the women's Money in the Bank qualifying match, which was Raquel Rodriguez against Shayna Baszler, um, renewing their um, feud from NXT. And this was a good match. I liked it. Um, I mean, I thought they... You know, the I mean, I think the outcome was obvious because I, I really, the more and more I think about it, um, Raquel Rodriguez is my favorite from SmackDown. As far not my, not the one that I like the most. My favorite to win the match. Um, I, I'm going to give it a B minus. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a good match, too. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez's wrestling skills have who? really improved. Who? Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, I don't know who that Raquel... Who's that Raquel Gonzalez person? Right, Ra Raquel Rodriguez. Her, her wrestling skills have improved quite a bit. I mean, she's a big woman, tall, kind of muscular. Um, and her and Shayna Baszler, I, I thought they had a really, really good match. Was I surprised that Raquel won? Kinda, yeah, because I thought Shayna was gonna was gonna get the win. But now that Raquel has has won and she's in the Money in the Bank, that could be one of my favorites, like you, to to win the Money in the Bank. I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah, I would have thought Shayna would have been in the match as well, but when I saw who Raquel Rodriguez was fighting, then I knew that was it. I knew Shayna wasn't going to qualify. Um, not saying that they won't have, you know, I mean, because I think we only have, what is Money in the Bank? It's two weeks from today, right? Two weeks from yesterday. Yeah, two weeks. So we have yeah. two more SmackDowns, and they still have two open spots. So we have Shotzi and Aaliyah next week. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if that last SmackDown, they had like a fatal four-way between four other people, um, from SmackDown, and then that was the fourth competitor, I don't know. Then after that, um, at approximately, I want to say it was 9.27, Riddle made his way to the ring, um, for his match against the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Um, Mr. Trivia, the floor is yours. I thought this was a really good match. I thought this was the best match of the night. Riddle has justifiably, I think, um, turned some heads Excuse and opened some eyes as to... You know, hey, if we put this guy in more title matches, we're really not going to be disappointed. I thought he did a good job. He proved he could, he, he proved that he can go toe to toe with the champion. Um, I kind of expected him not to win, but it was a really good match. I I enjoyed it from start to finish. I gave it an A. Okay. And that's all you're going to say. You're not going to. Talk about well, the, you that, talk. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about the ending separately and just do the match no, first? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk, we'll talk about that. I'll talk about that right now. Okay. I've been going on the show saying that I'm a big Brock Lesnar advocate, but when's enough enough when we see Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns? I was shocked when they played his music and he came out. Pat McAfee kind of. Marking out a little bit, making it more interesting when Brock came out. Um, you know, he came out and wanted to shake Roman's hand. 
you know, did the thing with his chest, hey, everything's cool. Then he gave, then he proceeded to give the F5s to Roman and the Usos. And the crowd just, just went crazy. And, I mean, I guess we're going to see him one more time in a match against each other. We'll talk about that afterwards. And, um, but with the promo and everything, I, my, my match went from an A to an A minus. Okay. Um, I, I mean, once again, they brought Riddle out, and then they came back from a commercial break, and they had that, I don't know, Max Dupree complained to um, Adam Pierce about the lighting for whoever he's going to introduce not being right. Um, then there was a quick promo with Gunther talking about Ricochet. Then they went to the Roman Reigns entrance, and then they went to another commercial, and then came back to the match. So when you thought you were getting a 35-minute match, you wind up getting a 15-minute match, because by the time they started, it was 9.42. Um, but that 10 to 12 minutes that we got, even though there were two commercial breaks in the match, after all this other stalling, it was an excellent match. Um, Matt Riddle, once again, showed why he was a smart choice in pairing with um, Randy Orton and showing how well he... I mean, there were near falls. I mean, when he gave Roman that RKO off of the spear, I mean, that was like two and seven-eighths. Uh, I mean... It, it was an excellent match. I I mean, I liked this match so much that I will I will almost go out and say right now, without doing a lot of extensive research, this is SmackDown's best match of the year so far. Um, okay, I can, I can agree with that. Then Roman gets on the mic and says, you know, we smashed them all. I said I was going to smash them all, and then I was going to go home. Well, fucker, you've already been home. Pat McAfee had the best line, and it said, me and Roman have had the same number of singles matches since WrestleMania. Zero. And that's exactly it. This is the this is the main man in WWE. So now you're saying, now that you smashed Riddle, you've smashed them all, quote-unquote, and now you're going to go home well, again? You, you've already been home. You know, you've been home for too long. Get your ass back to WWE. Um, and then Brock comes out. And I, I, I will admit at first, when, when the music, it's still when that music hits, it's like, holy shit, it's Brock. And then within half a second, I was like, oh shit, it's Brock. My excitement level just fell off the end of the table and brought this A-plus match and segment to an A-minus. Okay. So, I mean, once again, overall, I mean, it had massive ups and downs. Um, sorry. Shine it. Um, so, overall, I mean, I just, I have to give it a C, a high C to a low C+. Plus. Okay. I, I agree. I gave, I gave the entire card overall a C+. Plus. Um... Don't get me wrong, it's it's nice to see Brock Lesnar when he comes out because the pop he gets now is amazing from the fans. Yeah. But it looks like, you know, like we talk, like we discussed yesterday, it looks like we're going to see Brock and Roman at Money in the Bank. No. Or SummerSlam, rather. SummerSlam, yeah, well, it doesn't. Mean. No, it doesn't look like we are. It's not a okay. rumor... It has been announced that at SummerSlam, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match at SummerSlam. And that one's gonna that one's gonna be pretty 
a pretty brutal match. You're going to have to knock both of them out. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know, I mean, the only way I can get juiced up for this match is it's going to 200% depend on who wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. And right off the bat, you know, well, I'll say, quote-unquote, you know it's a three-on-one handicap match because the Usos will probably be involved in it one way or another. Um, But does the person that wins the briefcase get the opportunity to cash in? Because, obviously, they're both going to beat the ever-living piss out of each other to the point as to where whoever has the briefcase has a good chance of coming down and clocking whoever wins with the briefcase and then pinning them. Now, my only question is, the only problem I would see with that is if, I mean, last man standing, I mean, you could be in the fucking parking lot and put a dumpster on the other guy. You still got to get that person back in the ring (laughs) for the match. So... That that's the only, you know, kind of weird part of it. If it, you know, ends in the concession area, then you know, I don't know. But that's the only reason why I could get juiced up for it, depending on who has that briefcase and the possibility of them cashing in. Right. Well, if you notice during the Randy Orton Edge last man standing match, that match didn't end in the ring. I I know that, Mike. That's what I'm saying. But if somebody's gonna cash in. You can't right. cash in. It's not a 24-7 anywhere title. You can't right. cash you in on somebody ring. in the parking lot. Yep. That, that's what you I'm saying. I know a last man standing match can end anywhere. That's my point. Yep. So that's going to be interesting to see whoever wins money in the bank and the last man standing match should end up outside the ring. You know, you got to get that guy back in the ring to get the three count. Right. So... That's going to be interesting to see that. And get that other guy back in the ring to start the match, because you can't start the yep. match if he's up on, you know, the up by the Titantron. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, so that was our SmackDown recap. Now, next week's SmackDown, I noticed that they announced two matches. Aaliyah versus Shotzi and the Intercontinental title rematch. Three matches. Oh, three matches. What was the third one? The rematch for the Intercontinental title. I just said that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I said Shotzi versus... Yeah, um, Aaliyah. Versus Aaliyah. I said then the, then the rematch for the Intercontinental title. Oh, sorry. Okay. Gunther. Okay, and then the third match is Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for Money in the Bank qualifying. Right, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn for Money in the Bank, yep. Yeah. So, that's... I mean, those matches are... Kind of starting off something I'd like to see for SmackDown next week. Those yeah. three matches. At least we know something yep. ahead of time for SmackDown, not waiting until, you know, 5 o'clock on Friday to find out what's happening on SmackDown. Right. And then uh, tomorrow night on Raw, they have Becky Lynch and Asuka for a qualifying match for Money in the Bank, which is going to be a real good match, I believe. Yeah. So... We'll have to definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to be tuning into that. But, yeah, like I said, you know, SmackDown was a little bit more disappointing to me yesterday than it was last week. And, you know, hopefully for the next two weeks now, they'll start putting more matches together for Money in the Bank and it'll get a little bit better. Hopefully. As, as, as the time goes on. So, all right, well, we're at the bottom of the hour and this is going to be time for my favorite part of the show. It's nothing new, so great. The floor's all yours. All right. Um, well, one thing we definitely already spoke about was the fact that Vince McMahon opened up SmackDown. And, I mean, I said it when we talked about it on our special show on Friday. I thought it was going to be huge ratings to start the show. Um, they were up massively 
from 1.8 million viewers the week before to 2.275 million viewers for this week. But the more interesting part is that the first hour draw an average of 2.186 million and the second hour 2.362 million. So more people turned into the second half when they were going to see Riddle and Reigns versus Vince McMahon coming out and opening up the show. If this is going to tell you anything, folks, in WWE, it, it just shows you that you got to get Reigns and Rome, well, Roman Reigns back on TV and back doing shows because that's right now where your ratings are. Yeah. Um, another uh, quick little note. Um, Seth Rollins who changed his name not too long ago to Seth freaking Rollins, um, has changed his Twitter name from Seth freaking Rollins to Seth, sorry, it's like a tongue twister, Seth Mr. Money in the Bank Rollins, um, anticipating that he will be the one to win Money in the Bank. Um, last week at this time, I released a list of women's odds of winning that were released. This week, let's discuss what the men's odds are. Um, and the top odds maker to win Money in the Bank at 4-6 to six is Seth freaking Rollins. Um, at four to one is both Drew McIntyre and Riddle. Then we go to thirteen to two with Theory, ten to one with Sami Zayn, and then it really starts to get a little. I mean, Omos is twenty-one to two. Um, John Cena and Kevin Owens are fifteen to one, as is Madcap Moss. Um. Anybody on that that's not on that list that you think would be in serious contention? Not knowing, I mean, right now we know it's what, Rollins, McIntyre, and Sheamus. We don't know the other five. But is there anybody that's not on that list that you think maybe should be? think he's worthy. Ricochet? No. Not big enough. In stature. Not, I'm not talking about size. Maybe, maybe the Intercontinental Champion Gunther. Think it's too soon. Okay, because it's not uncommon for a champion to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I don't remember that ever happening. And, uh, Can you give me an example of one time that's happened? Okay. So yeah, obviously, know, maybe, you said it's not uncommon, meaning it happens commonly. I can't remember I mean, can't. one person ever already being a champion winning the ladder match. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know why I said that. Um, and I'm just going to throw this name out there. It's from Raw. But I don't know. You know, there's Damian Priest, there's Finn Balor, there's Edge, AJ Styles. I mean, those guys, they weren't even mentioned. I mean, if right. they get in, right. exactly. they, they have a justifiable, good-standing chance to win it. Right now, to me, somebody that I think could be, it should be on this list, um, and, and it really started with, him using the microphone a little bit more when he was paired with Edge would be Damian Priest. He he's if if I had to come up with a dark horse, 
you know, long shot person to win Money in the Bank, to me it would be Damian Priest. Because I, I think we'll see um, Edge Finn Balor or AJ Styles Finn Balor or some form of them fight, leaving Damian Priest with something to do. So I, that would be my dark horse. Um, okay. And then lastly, um, not Lashley, Lastly, Lashley's also yep. another name of somebody that I'm surprised wasn't on there. Yep. Um, is one of the big topics of discussion on Friday was the rumored release of Sasha Banks. It is now being reported by several sites um, that Sasha Banks has already been released, um, that many of the talent backstage knew about this and knows about it, um, trying to get this list of other sites that have, uh, where the hell did it go now, um, I don't know, but I know Fightful Select, Wrestling Observer, um, Wrestling Inc., and then one other one, um, have all stated that they've spoken to extremely reliable sources backstage, and it is something that, um... Sasha Banks' lawyers were able to negotiate with WWE, but it's just a matter of time before it's officially announced. Um, Due to contractual reasons and trademarks and promotions and stuff like that, um, advertisements that she's been in and on, there's just some little legal things that need to be um, ironed out before they can officially announce it, but her days in a WWE ring and on a WWE roster, um, are done. Her, her time with WWE is over, and they still do have, um, their arms open and ready and waiting, um, for a sit-down with Naomi to bring her back. I just I don't see that happening happening anytime soon now. I think what will wind up happening is there will be some type of contract renegotiation um to bring her back and, and I mean I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see her again until a you know quote unquote surprise entry into the Royal Rumble. Right. Um but that's what I've got for Nuggies News. Uh, once again, a lot of the news that would have been Nuggies News we talked about on Friday. Um, but that's Nuggies News for this week. All right. I got a couple of indie things to mention. I know I've mentioned these before, but they haven't happened yet, so I'm going to mention them again. Uh, June 25th, PAPW presents Power Play at 602 Co. Avenue in East Haven, Connecticut. Bell time is 7 p.m. Tickets are $20 at the door. When's that one? June 25th. Okay, that's right. Also June 25th is New World Wrestling. With the main event there being Bull Dread versus former WWF wrestler, or WWE wrestler as well, Gangrel. So that should be a very interesting match, so to speak. Bull Dread has been an indie wrestler for over 20 years, and he's been in the ring with some of the some of the top stars. So I expect him to give Gangrel just about all he can handle. Also, PAPW presents Wild Wild Wrestling, Wednesday, June 29th at the Cadillac Ranch in Southington, Connecticut. Scheduled to appear on the card will be Lucas Chase, Bull Dread, Andrew Anderson, Kevin Sullivan, and the Southern the Southern Princess, Jesse Bell Smothers. Bell time is 8 p.m. Tickets, tickets are $20, and they're available at the Cadillac Ranch, 45 Butte Lane in Southington. So definitely check that out. And a new one that just came across my desk early today, but it's not till August. But I'll mention it now because I have it. August 20th in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Blood, sweat, and tears. T- 
Tickets go on. Tickets went on sale June 18th, yesterday, for this classic main event. It is a ladder match for the BST Heavyweight Championship as Dustin Flash Waller defends his Blood, Sweat, and Chairs Championship against his former rival, The Cure, Lucas Chase. Oh, wow. Okay. So definitely, um, I'm going to try and get Lucas Chase on the show before August 20th to talk to him about his match with Flash Waller. I, I don't know if there's still bad blood between the two of them from last time. I would assume so. Now, Lucas Chase is, you know, he is the new PAPW Intercontinental Champion, so mm-hmm. that's going to be an interesting match to see, you know, especially a ladder match, I believe, would favor Flash Waller right now because of his high-flying ability. But, but Lucas Chase has got a little bit more muscle and a little bit more power behind what he does. So, I mean, he could use the ladders more of a weapon than, than Flash possibly could. So, yeah, absolutely. For every weakness yeah. that Flash or that Lucas Chase may have, that's a strength he has over Flash and vice versa. Yep. So now, do you know what? Did you did, uh, where where in Bridgeport is that going to be again? It didn't say. It, um, they just sent me. They just sent me this thing that said August twentieth, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find out exactly where in Bridgeport. But like I said, the tickets went on sale yesterday, the eighteenth, and that's the only match that they have listed right now. Okay. And that's August twentieth, so they got plenty of time to put a card together. But yeah, you know, mentioning the thing with Sasha Banks again. I mean, um, to me, a little part of me is kind of sad that she's gone. But you really can't blame them for what right. she did, you know. I mean, yeah. somebody, yeah, somebody like Sasha who has the experience that she has, has been in WWE for a while, has been champion. She's she's not a rookie at this. No, no, so she's she not. Knows, so she knows what she did. Yep. And, I mean, if we see her show up in TNA or AEW, well, okay, good luck to her. Yeah. But there, there's a little part of me that's sad that she that she got released, and she's obviously right now, and I'd have to say the last couple of releases they had, she is the biggest star that has been released. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I'll agree, kind of agree with you. I mean, I'm not sad. I, I'm not sad that she's gone. I'm not. I could care less. Um, I'm sad for WWE Universe, and actually I'm sad for her, because, you know, once again, I mean, look at what other WWE superstars that have left have become. Nothing bigger than what they were with WWE. I mean, maybe you could say Andrade, because he's being used and wasn't being used, uh, maybe, I mean, but not a single, I mean, not a single one of them is doing, quote-unquote, better and, and in a more prestigious spot on a roster than right. they were in WWE. In my opinion. Exactly. Um, some still aren't working back in the business. Yeah. Um, so the grass isn't always green. Okay, yeah, sure. You may get more creative control. You may be able to do this. You may be able to do that. Okay, that's fine. But if you're looking for the respect of being... Or looking for your goals being respected and feeling you were disrespected... Okay, go, 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 go and be you. Go be Mercedes, yep. Bernardo, whatever right. her last name was, wherever. But. Yep. Uh, one other announcement I want to make, too. I was just told about this yesterday. Oh, sorry. That Saturday, July 16th, at M&J Video Games and Collectibles at 1049 Queen Street in Southington will be a special meet and greet autograph signing with WWE Hall of Famer Jimmy Hart and the tag team that I have been waiting to meet face-to-face for a long time, 
and they're finally coming to Southington, Axe and Smash of Demolition will be at M&J Video Games and Collectibles on Saturday, July 16th for an autograph signing. Um, Jimmy Hart, he's been there numerous times. He's a great guy. I've met him before. Um, if you look at him, you'd never believe he's 73 years old. Right. And, you know, former lead singer of the group The Gentries. So, for anybody out there listening, that's um, Saturday, July 16th, M&J Video Games and Collectibles, 1049 Queen Street in Southington. A meet and greet autograph session with Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and Demolition. So, uh, you might want to, any big any big time wrestling fans out there, you might want to check it out. Yeah, definitely. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean... A little telephone on my little telephone sometimes, but now that I'm able to get the USA Network, I can watch Monday Night Raw on my big on my big TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm def- so now I'm definitely looking forward every Monday night to seeing Monday Night Raw because I get to see it on a 32 inch screen as opposed to a little four or five inch screen. Makes it a lot more interesting to watch. Now, when you watch the replay of SmackDown, you're able to watch that on your TV, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It didn't come in the first two times I tried it, but... Well, that was because of your TV. That wasn't because of the recording. When I tried it the third time, it, it came in. And... But, I mean, as far as money in the bank goes... Yeah, we have five I mean, matches. I, we now have five matches for money in the bank. Okay. Um, obviously, the, the two women's championship title matches... Um, Bianca Belair defending against uh, Rhea Ripley and Ronda Rousey defending against Natalya. We now have added to it the um, tag team match for the undisputed um, WWE Tag Team Championship. The Street Profits will take on the Usos. And then in our ladies ladder match, we have officially entered into it um, Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Lib Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, and then the winners of the Asuka and Becky Lynch match, and then the winner of Aaliyah and Shotzi will be in the Money and Bank ladder match. So by next Friday, we'll only have two spots open in the women's match. The men's match officially in we have Seth Rollins, um, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre with the other confirmed competitor being the winner of the Shinsuke Nakamura-Sami Zayn match next Friday. And then that leaves us four competitors for the men's match with two Monday Night Raws and two SmackDown Jess left before Money in the Bank. So I think maybe next week... We have two Monday Night Raws. So maybe the next Monday Night Raw after tomorrow... They'll have another match, and then after that, they'll have another match and round no, it all no, out. No, no, there's two more left, Mike. There's not three. There's oh, counting tomorrow, more. there's two more. Yeah, why would I not count tomorrow? Okay. So, but as it stands right now, there's no men's Money in the Bank ladder match scheduled for Raw tomorrow night. There, there will be. There has to be. I yeah. mean, how are you going to get to the four competitors? Right. I mean, right now, you have one... From Monday Night Raw. And you'll have three from SmackDown by Friday. So you have to have matches. Right. Oh, I know they're going to have them. They just really haven't announced and said who's going to be on it until tomorrow. Right. So. But I think this might be. This might be the Street Profits' time. I think this might be their time to grab. Yeah. It might be. The brass ring, so to speak. I mean, they've had numerous matches against the Usos. They've looked good in each match. Even the singles matches, they've looked good against the Usos. And if they win it, could that set something up? I mean, I know that sometimes that, you know, with their being undisputed tag team champions, they're both defending on Raw and SmackDown. Um... If right. they both win it, could we, could we see a heads-up clash with the Viking Raiders somewhere down the somewhere down the road? Potentially, potentially. I mean, I yeah. don't think they're going to bring the Viking Raiders out just to sit around and eat popcorn. Right. So, I mean, and I mean, I don't mind 
if they had a unified tag team title. I, I don't. Um, because it'll give more... I mean, we have maybe, what, eight or nine prominent tag teams now? Maybe three yeah. or four on each brand, so you kind of get the same thing over and over every week. As for just having right. one tag team title, you know, going back and forth, I think it could, you know, help with, with better rivalries. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like it. Now, I know you're kind of disappointed that you didn't get to see Ronda Rousey on the microphone Friday night. Well, she's seriously, no, she's seriously injured. Really? It yes. is, it's not a work. Well, Mike, that's why I said no. that. Yeah. Yeah, because she was put in the sharpshooter by Natalia the week before. That's why Natalia said, oh, I'd like to say it to your face, but... You're at home recuperating from my devastating sharpshooter. Okay. What um what kind of big surprise would you like to see happen during the women's money in the bank match? Uh Bailey enter. That's what I kinda of figured you'd say. That's what I kinda of figured. I don't I, at this point I don't think it's gonna happen. Right. I don't. I don't think that's. I mean, a Bailey return just after Money in the Bank, I think, makes more sense leading up to SummerSlam. Um, a last at this point, adding Bailey at the last minute to me almost feels like, um, like when they announce. Uh, or a wrestler comes out doing a promo and announces the city that they're in just to get a cheap pop from the crowd. That that kind of, you know, right. is what it feels like for me. Okay, because I really think if we don't see Bailey at Money in the Bank, there's a very strong possibility we'll see her in SummerSlam. Oh, I absolutely, yeah. I, I, I mean... Yeah, I don't see, unless there was really, really a huge issue with her rehab that they're not, you know, releasing or announcing, then I don't see any reason why we wouldn't see her um, in the week right after Money in the Bank leading up to SummerSlam. Now, I, I noticed something Friday night. Kind of made me wonder... And, you know, we all know that I'm sure he did, but for the wrestling fans, he probably, they probably didn't, re- didn't think he knew. But I noticed before Roman Reigns was getting ready to step out of the ring when Brock Lesnar's music played, they took the camera and panned it on Roman Reigns. And right behind Roman Reigns was a smiling Paul Heyman. I caught a glimpse of that, and it's like, I wonder if it's one of those evil smiles that Paul Heyman knew he was going to be there and knew he was going to come out. No, I think it was a smile alluding to Roman Reigns having beaten everybody else and now I'm going home. And Paul Heyman's smiling because, yeah, we told you that's what he was, that we were going to do. He was going to crush everyone and go home. Yeah. So he was smiling to the fact that Roman Reigns is just walking out of the ring. Yeah, and I think Pat McAfee marking out when Brock Lesnar came out was so funny. But what he did with Baron Corbin, too, was actually uh, hilarious as well. And um, But I see Money in the Bank right now, in my opinion. I think it's going to be a pretty good show. Well, let's, um, let's also see what else they're going to add. Right. I mean, you know, see who the other competitors in the men's ladder match are going to be. Um, see who the last two competitors in a women match are going to be. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and, you know, back to quickly what we were talking about with Bailey. Um, if they really want to do, a, you know, a Raquel Rodriguez or Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey feud, I think to help um, build up Lacey Evans... Bring Bailey back and and get her into a feud with Lacey Evans. If Lacey Evans really wants to be this top 
you know, a top face on SmackDown, who yeah. better than a feuder with than one of the bigger heels in the women's division of Bailey? Right. That would be uh, that would be smart on WWE's part to do that. Because not only you're bringing Bailey back, but you're trying to elevate Lacey Evans as well. Yeah. And who better to elevate her with than Bailey? Yeah. So I mean, after this week, we'll technically have. Um, one more participant from Raw, one more participant from SmackDown. I mean, that last competitor from Raw, I, I don't know where that's going to come from, but like I said, there's a couple people we haven't seen in a while, and that, I mean, Zelina Vega and Carmella, I don't know, you know, who else they could possibly put in unless something's going to happen in the Becky and Asuka match that will allow both Becky and Oscar to go in. Right. I, I don't know. Because it's well, going to be a shame if they have a ladder match and Becky and Oscar are not in it. it, it it's right. going to take away a little bit from that match. Yep. But I think uh, WWE, you know, should pull out all the stops with this money in the bank and uh, make it a real good show. You know, like I said, you got five matches right now. And hopefully... You know, we'll, we'll find out, well, definitely we'll find out tomorrow and next Friday, the other participants. But, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've always enjoyed Money in the Bank premium live events, only because of the way the ladders are used. Yeah, and it, it's always, it seems like it's always, like, I mean, we have our quote-unquote big four, and then Money in the Bank, and then the rest. Yeah. You know, that that's the way it's always, in my opinion, that's the way it's looked at. Because money in the bank is, you know, once again, with the ladder matches, it just makes it that much more exciting. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, you know, like I said, tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw, Becky Lynch against Asuka for a qualifying match for money in the bank. Yep. That should be a, a knockdown drag out. Yeah, hopefully. and I, I, I literally... Well, excuse me. Um, I literally was just checking to see if there was an updated, you know, um, thing of a raw preview for tomorrow. But unfortunately, there's there's nothing listed on any of the three sites that I would normally get a raw preview from. Okay. So, um, so with that being said, Greg, anything else you'd like to add? No. Nope. I'm just, you know, hopefully uh, this week I'm going to be working on, uh, you know, getting some more indie shows um, lined up, make some more announcements about that. How about, uh, res- I mean, that. how about getting results for events that you're promoting? I mean, okay. there was one last night, the 18th, it was right right around the corner for me, over here in Co Avenue, um, and we've got, you know, you're, you know, you're giving us nothing from an event that you plugged. Right. I will, I will definitely uh, get events for that, get the, get the results and who who wrestled, who won, and what's going on. I'll definitely have that for the next show. So, but, um, yeah, so just going to make sure, I'm going to contact Vinny from Tough and Talented Wrestling to have me send his, to have him send me um, the results from his show that they had last night in Torrington. I didn't realize that it was also a benefit show because his dad, who I met uh, last the last time I was at one of his shows, tremendous, tremendous gentleman, Ex- excellent, excellent guy. Um, I believe, I'm not sure, I could be wrong, I hope I am, but I think he has cancer. And I think the, the show last night was a benefit for him. And, um, you know, they had a... A little heartfelt promo from Vinny, his son, and Bull Dread. So I'm going to get the information from Vinny, and I'll pass along the uh, results of the matches from Tough and Talented Wrestling uh, through Vinny, and I'll have that for our next show. Okay. It's, so, al- it's always nice right, when man. it's always nice when they uh, when they're able to do a benefit to you know help people out when they need help. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, but like I said once again, Happy Father's Day to you, Greg. Um, so on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thanks everybody for tuning in, and I'll be sending the show out, hope you
And thank you once again for listening to an issue of Top Rope Report. Till next time.